Welcome to the A Better Way to Farm podcast, where we share serious secrets about profitable farming. We appreciate you taking the time to join us, and we hope that you'll love the knowledge we share not only with you today, but also in future episodes. So, let's get right into it. Hey guys, Rod here at A Better Way to Farm. Today, I would like to start with, it is what they recognize or call Farmer's Day. And I want you guys to know that we love and appreciate you guys 365 days a year. Um, sometimes in America we get caught up in giving lip service to something on one day and then forgetting or appreciating the rest of the time. And the fact of the matter is, guys, we know. I got pictures from Travis today. Uh, they said they have not cut a single soybean. They're still testing 16%. They're up in the Dakotas and they have four to six inches of snow. We understand that Farmer's Day is not about pretending that we all have some ground or pretending that we understand, but it should be 365 days of appreciation for the blood, the sweat, the tears that go into everything. And I know that 2019 is best described as just a fist fight. It was tough getting it in. It's going to be tough getting it out. And we appreciate you guys for sticking with it. And we are the eternal optimists. We know that next year will be better and we'll come back and we'll make a plan and we're going to say, okay, here's what we did in 19. Here's what we're going to change in 20. Here's some things to think about. Here's some things we can do. I hope that one of those things that we think about is, is that we say, Hey, we seem to be in a weather pattern here where we're getting shorter seasons and therefore we may need to adjust those hybrids. We need to make sure that everything gets finished. We had a frost here last night and I think we put the hurts on everything. And so consequently, we want to do that. Today specifically, I want to talk about nitrogen. And can in season in change your life? And the answer is yes. Now, guys, if you've been following us, um, what I've been saying is now officially true. It's, it, it's officially true because now it's been in a major farm publication. If we read it in here, then it's the gospel, right? Guys, the fact of the matter is, fall applied nitrogen has always been a great idea for somebody just not for the farmer. It's been a great idea for the guy with the toolbar, the guy with the tanks, the guy with the employees that he doesn't know what to do with, but it's not a great idea for the farmer. And there's a quote in here I'm gonna share on that. And I do love this article and they've really come clean and talked about a lot of things and they talk about some of the yield champs and how they do uh, what they do within. And uh, I have a good friend, his name is Jason Webster. Some of you probably know him. He works for Precision Planting and. I give a big shout out to Jason. And he's somebody whose heart is just, I know very few people who have the passion that Jason has about farming and for the American farmer. And they were at a, a, a day over there at their field day that they have in Pontiac. And I, I'm sure that some of the, the ag retailers were not real happy with some of the things that he had to say because the, the ag retailers are, you know, their, their famous quote is, you'll never get rid of fall anhydrous. And it was funny because the quote that Jason said back to the person was, did you ever hear a blockbuster video, beta or VHS? Because those were all things that were huge that were so big that someone said they'd never go away. And yet here they are completely gone. You know, your blockbuster card isn't worth much today. The fact is, guys, there is a continual change in farming. And if we're not willing to change, we need to go ahead, line it up and sell it out because we have to change. We have to get better. We have to keep working every day and say, how can we drive that production cost down? 
And one of the biggest things that we can do that with is in how we do our fertilizer. But the thing to remember, guys, is that what is right isn't always easy. And what is may look cheap on the outside may not really be what's saving us money. Sometimes we can't afford the cheap thing. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever went to town to buy something and you picked up two of them and this one was cheap and this one was expensive? And because we are who we are and because we are conservative, we put the expensive one back and we bought the cheap one, whatever it was. And then 30 days later, when the cheap one broke, we had to go back to town and pick up the expensive one and buy it. See, the problem is the taste that's left over from low quality and cheap lasts forever. The sting of buying the good one just lasts for a little bit. When I go to my shop and I pick up some tool that I have that's 25 years old, or I pick up that pair of Carhartts that I can't seem to wear out, I realize there's a reason that I buy the more expensive quality because in the long run, it's less expensive because on a per year basis, those car hearts cost me less because on a per year basis, that expensive tool cost me less money than the three cheap ones that I broke. And it's the same thing. One of the corn producers talks about how they had completely abandoned fall applied anhydrous in favor of going to liquid in applied in the spring and during the growing season. It was Kevin Cobb from Du Bois, Indiana. Kevin's a great guy, does a great job farmer. We've had the honor to meet him several different times and we appreciate him. But there's a lot of quotes in this article. I would encourage you to read this article in great detail. It is the Progressive Farmer, October of 19. And I've written in it and underlined it and circled stuff. And guys, it really drives home the points that we've been trying to make. You know, the, the fact of the matter is, is that spring pre-plant or side dress in is not easier. It's really not. We know that it's more work. We know that it's more aggravation. But the fact is, why do we want to apply nitrogen nine months before we need it? And so consequently, what is easy isn't right. It's interesting because they're saying in this article that the trend towards more spring and in-season in started more than a decade ago. And up until seeing this, we hadn't seen that print anywhere. And we still have a lot of the retailers saying, oh no, that's not the case. Go ahead and get it on. You got to get it done. You know, my adage to the person who says you need to put your anhydrous on in the fall, hurry up and get that done because you don't know what kind of spring it's going to be. Just get it out of the way. Well, I got a great idea. If it warms up in December, my suggestion is let's go plant our corn. We got a lot of acres to cover. Let's just get that planter ran through that field. Because if all we're doing is running something through the field so we feel better because we ran something through the field, let's do it. But the fact is, guys, it's not the right thing. It's not what's going to make you the most money. It's not how you're going to stay profitable in what we do. And I thought it was interesting that there was a survey clear back in 2010, and it talked about how multiple seasons would include, and the number one way that people were putting on nitrogen was 61% pre-plant. They had already gravitated away from doing so much in the fall. And it's just super interesting to see that they come in here and they talk about the four R's, right time, right source, right rate, right place. And guys, we can do a whole video, a whole podcast on that. You know, the right time, the right source, the right rate, and the right place. And I had someone contact me here a while back. He said there's really a fifth R and it's called the right speed. 
because sometimes we get so caught up in going fast that we're doing everything else right, but we hurt ourselves because we go too fast and we don't get the efficiency or effectiveness that we need. Over at uh, Precision Planning's research, they're talking about the fact that dual applications outyielded a single application program on the average 17.2 bushels. That's 17.2 bushels to the acre. So at $4 corn, you're looking at, oh, and also triple, triple applications out yielded by 27 and a half. So a double application got you 17 bushel, a triple application got 27 and a half. That means, what are you getting paid for that aggravation? Because there is an aggravation factor. You're making anywhere from 69 bucks an acre to 110 bucks an acre. Let me ask you a question, and this is something that kind of flies in the face of what everybody wants to do, because we all think we got to get bigger. You know, we're farming 3,000, but we want five. We're farming five, but we want eight. We're farming eight, but we want 12. Maybe we're farming eight, and we say, what if we drop back to six, and we just do this, and we just make an extra 70 bucks an acre on 6,000 acres? Think about that. 6,000 acres, 70 bucks, hmm. That's a lot of money, boys. A lot of money, boys and girls, that we can gather just because we did something correctly. Let's give that some thought. Let's, as we run those combines this year, let's talk about, let's think about what are the things that we can do to be more effective, to be more efficient, to be more profitable. And this is one of the things, guys, and I don't even sell nitrogen, okay? I mean, we're going to get into stabilizers here in a little bit, and we do have a stabilizer. As a matter of fact, we have the best stabilizer that we can get our hands on. It has a different mode of action, and it works very, very well. But the fact is, 70 to 110 bucks an acre, just for changing this one thing. One idea that changes your world. So guys, let me say this to you. As we launch off into our growing season meetings here, not the growing season, but the meetings we do for them, starting in December. What if you came to one of our two-day Fundamentals of Agronomy Seminar, and what if you pick up just one idea and it only makes you 20 bucks an acre? Because I promise you, if you go, you will. And we talk a lot about nitrogen. We talk a lot about stabilizers. We talk about there are 15 stabilizers on the market, and of the 15, by their own data, that they hand you on the pretty little sell sheets, only three of them work. If you dig through their numbers, only three of them actually work. There's an article, a person here that says he doubts that fall in will ever completely go away because the infrastructure is in place. There it is. That's it. That's the reason that we're going to have fall applied anhydrous is because someone has money invested in the infrastructure and therefore they want you to apply anhydrous starting today, starting right now. Not because they think that it's better for you, but because they have infrastructure in place. I appreciate that. I am glad for what they have done. I appreciate them getting us, getting us thus far in the evolution of farming and how we move forward and how we do more. But the fact of the matter is, as the evolution goes, and to quote Les Brown, if they knew better, they would do better. Well, we know better. We know that full applied gas is not the answer. It's typically cheaper. Of course, that's the big thing. You know, you can buy your anhydrous cheaper in November than you can in the spring. But the fact of the matter is, it doesn't make any difference. I had, I think I've shared this story with you guys before, but we had a grower call us up in June, and it was like the 8th or 9th, and he was all worried about what, he said, well, I need to go ahead and plant corn. And I said, why? And he goes, well, I put on fall-applied anhydrous. 
And I just started laughing and I didn't mean to insult him, but it was just funny. It was hysterical because, so you applied anhydrous in late October. So November, December, January, February, March, April, May, June, it's been eight months since you put it on and now you're going to plant and you know, you're not going to tassel probably till sometime in early August. So it's going to be nine, 10 months. And so 10 months between the application of something that we know runs away and the need that we're going to have. And I was just like, dude, your nitrogen's already gone. So even if you do plant corn, you're going to have to reapply. It brings me into the whole deal. And I will try and do something later on the whole idea of fall applying anything as opposed to putting it all on at the appropriate time. I think about all of the guys who did prevented plant. And they had anhydrous on, and they had fall applied 18460 or 1152, and they had fall applied 0060, and then they didn't get to plant. Well, what happened? Number one, the, the weeds were healthy. We had to keep those under control, and they grew well. And then the retailer wants to come out and go, well, it's still there next year. Guys, let's talk science. I don't want to talk in warm, fuzzy feelings. If you want a warm feeling, go take a warm shower, okay? It's a warm fuzzy to say, I put it out there. It'll still be there next year. The fact is, here's the truth, the science, the facts. The facts are P and K apply the very first year. You get somewhere between 10 and 30%. The second year, you get 1% per year thereafter. So what you applied in the fall of 18, the weeds this year, ate 10 to 30% of it. And your corn crop or your bean crop will get 1% of that next year. Uh, just for the record, in case you think I, it, it's not a great idea to apply two years fertilizer at once because the first year you get 10 to 30% and the second year you only get one. And so that's not a really good, again, it's easy. It just isn't right. In regards to N, the fact of the matter is we can grow a lot more bushels on a lot less N if we do it correctly. And it's super important that we do it correctly. Uh, Purdue recently did a study that showed the new improved corn hybrids can now use one pound of N to produce about 65 pounds of grain. And that was compared to, to what was about 42 pounds of grain a few decades ago. And the fact of the matter is guys, a lot of our people are gunning. They want to grow a bushel of corn on seven tenths of a pound. And if we're not at seven tenths of a pound and getting lower, then we need to rethink what we're doing because we're kidding ourselves. There are several things in here. One, there was a, a plot, there was a study recently done at the University of Illinois. They were studying the, the uh, runoff coming out the tiles, the tile drains. And they found out that fall in increased the nitrate load by 30%. And I'm not going to get into the fact is guys, we do need to take care of the environment, but you can throw that out. You can do whatever you want to do with that. 30%, that means that's that much more stuff running down the creek. That's my money going south and being nowhere. And so what I want to do is make sure that I'm not sending my money to the Gulf of Mexico. There's an article or a, a deal written in here by a, a Doug Heron, and he was talking about the fact that you can argue all day with people how much leaching occurs with fall in, even if you use a nitrification inhibitor. He says, I'm not a believer in fall in. If it isn't in the field, then it can't run away. So we can put on 20 to 30 pounds less in the spring. There's your savings. There's how you say, okay, anhydrous is this much cheaper in the fall. 
it doesn't matter because in the spring you can just cut your use by 30 pounds and that's going to save you some money right there. One of my favorite things to watch was this whole deal that unfolded here in my great state of Iowa. The Des Moines Water Works up in Des Moines tried to sue three counties for allegedly letting nitrates come into the Raccoon River and then the city would have to take nitrate removal and you know go through the process of removing those nitrates to produce drinking water. And of course they were wanting to push for a lot stronger regulations and they talked about how horrible nitrates were and they actually sort of kind of had a case and it was going really well. The back page to this story that's not in here and doesn't get published, no one wants to talk about, in my heart, I believe the turning point was when the lawyer for the counties, for the farmers, figured something out and he got the gentleman from the waterworks on the stand and he said, so you believe that nitrates are really bad? Absolutely, it's terrible, it's bad, it costs us money, and it shouldn't be in the drinking water. And he goes through a whole series of questions and then he comes up with the money question. And he says, Mr. Runner of the nitrate removal plant, after you remove those nitrates and you sell that drinking water to the, to the people of Des Moines, what do you do with them? We discharge them back into the river. Now that was spoken as truly as a bureaucrat because me and you as farmers, once we got those nitrates, we would have at least sold them to somebody else for the money, right? If they're so bad for the, if you really believe they're that bad for the environment, why did you put them back into the river? Hmm. And I believe, honestly, that was a big turning point in that trial. Recently in Minnesota, there's been a rule passed or law passed. There are certain areas where they are no longer going to be able to fall apply in, period. It's, it's just going to be mandated by law. And it was interesting because one of the guys who farms there said, hey, we should have enacted this rule 50 years ago. He grows corn in one of the areas where starting in 2020, we can no longer put on full um, nitrogen. And he goes, look, it's eight months before the plant needs it. Why apply it? Noting that putting in on just before or sometimes after planting makes a lot more money. Guys, the article is good, and I want to encourage you to read it. I want to encourage you to get as efficient with nitrogen as you can because doing the right thing is always the right thing. So doing the right thing for the environment is a good idea. But doing the right thing to reduce our cost of production, that's a great idea. So what if we do some pre-plant? And I realize that sometimes we've got contours or hills or point rows like we have here. And the fact is we have to do it all pre-plant, but we can do it right before planting season or even just after if we wanted to. But let's talk about how can we use an inhibitor to further reduce the rate. Let's talk about what is the best time, what is the best product. And guys, if you'd like to have a discussion, we would love to visit with you. You know we believe strongly that anhydrous is not the best thing for you. We definitely believe that fall applied nitrogen is a really bad idea. That is a great idea for someone, but it is not the right idea for the American farmer. And that's who we're interested in. I get concerned about there's a whole lot of people giving lip service and running really expensive ads on TV. I've seen some today in print bragging on the farmers. And some of those people running those ads have actually cut their production by 50% or more just so they can drive the price of what they're going to sell you up. I don't care how nice of an ad they run on TV. If they're doing something that's going to increase your cost of production, I don't think they have your best interest at heart. Guys, we are very, very focused, very, very focused here 
on every day trying to learn something that will come to value, that will make you more money, that will make you more profit. And sometimes I don't think it's as important as to what we do as it is what we believe. And guys, what we believe is, is that the American, number one, the American farmer is resilient. I don't care how ugly this fall is. I don't care how tough it is. I don't care, although the markets should run, surely to goodness we'll get a market run this coming week. I don't care what the markets do. I don't care what happens. We're going to get the job done because that's what we do. We have health challenges and we keep going. We may have to do it different. We may have to get some other help. We may have to settle down for a little bit, but we keep going. That's what we do. And I know you guys are going to make it through. I know you're going to do great things. And I know every day I get stories from you guys that inspire me to the end of the earth. And we believe that you guys are the greatest people on the face of the earth. And we believe there is always something new to look at, something different to study, and that there really is a better way to farm. And I hope you guys are having a better weekend. Thank you for joining us this week on the A Better Way to Farm podcast. If you found value in this episode, we would appreciate you rating us on iTunes or simply sharing with a friend. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe and tune in next time for serious secrets about profitable farming.